coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living, and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gon Mueller. Hi, this is Barbara Gon Mueller. Welcome to the Peace Podcast. This Peace Podcast is brought to you to help you with your health, with your peace, and with happiness. Healthy living depends a lot on our resources. In order for us to be healthy, we have to feel comfortable with the money in our life. We have to feel comfortable that our world is safe, and we have to feel comfortable that the right people come to us at the right time. And so this Peace Podcast today is going to look at one aspect of happiness. It's the money situation that we all have to look forward to and maybe don't have quite an understanding of how money really works. Today we're going to interview Frank Sanitati. I have had the luck of knowing this man for many years. He's an author and a man who wants to make sure that our world works for everybody, that it is a better world created through his efforts and ours. And I hope you will listen carefully to what Frank says, because it's a, a key to our future is in this conversation. Welcome, Frank Sanitati. Well, thank you, Barbara. It's good to talk to you once again and see you once again. Thank you. Frank and I went back to the very beginning of his first book, Don't Go to Work Unless It's Fun. And I thought, how can anybody write a book, Don't Go to Work Unless It's Fun? And I think he has a new book coming out. And I'm making this up. Don't go to the bank unless it's your money. So let's go on, Frank. And I've been reading your editorials. And I love your editorial in the news press talking about public banking and Forbes 400. What are we talking about here, Frank? Let's get right to it. All right. Well, public banking is a, a very new concept to most people because um, we have sort of a false idea of how banks work. And uh, you know, most banks, in fact, all of the banks, virtually all the banks in the United States, are not owned by the public, they're owned by private shareholders. And um, of course, for any company, the purpose of a company is to make money. And uh, once they make money, what is their purpose then, Barbara? To spend it in a way that makes them more money. Exactly. So it's always more, more, more uh, with uh, private corporations and the shareholders want more, more, more. So if we can get out of that more, more, more mentality, um, one of the ways to do it for us as the public is we can have our own banks. In other words, you and I are sitting in Santa Barbara. We could have a Santa Barbara County Bank or uh, a Santa Barbara City Bank, or we could have a State of California Public Bank. Now, I'm gonna try to make one distinction from the beginning because it's a hard concept to get initially. Um, if we had a public bank, there would only be one person or one entity depositing money in that bank. For example, let's take the city of Santa Barbara or the county of Santa Barbara. I'm, later this afternoon, I happen to be meeting with the head of the county board of supervisors to talk about public banking for the county of Santa Barbara. So we'll use that as an example. If we had a public bank, it would only have one source of deposits, and that would be the uh, county of Santa Barbara. In other words, we have uh, millions of dollars 
and they're in the private banks right now, I believe Bank of America. Um, and the bank gets to use that money. They get to use our money. Uh, and there's a charge for the money, it's interest. We have to pay interest uh, when we take loans for the bank. However, if we had our own bank, we could take all of our own money and keep it in that bank. And then that bank would have only one customer and that would be the county of Santa Barbara. And so all of its lending uh, goes for serving the county of Santa Barbara. And they get that money back because right now we borrow money and we have to pay the bondholders, we have to pay the banks for that money. Um, what if we didn't have to pay that interest? Where would it go? Well, it would come back to the people of Santa Barbara. The, bank, the county bank of Santa Barbara would um, use it to make improvements in the county that eventually would pay for themselves. So let me just give you an example. You know, we just had the election. We had Proposition 13, a new Prop 13, for a school bond. And now this was a state, the state ballot. And we, they wanted to get $55 million billion to improve schools all around the state. And um, it was voted down, unfortunately. And one of the reasons this is voted down is that um, it, the loan would be for 35 years to pay off that 15 billion. But beyond just paying it off, there'd be $11 billion in interest. So would you rather have that, I'm talking statewide now, would you have that, rather have that 11 billion go to the private banks or would you rather have it serve the needs of the people of the state? Well, obviously, you'd rather have it serve the public. And so that's um, the idea of public banking. It's a bank that's owned by the public, a city, a county, a state. It's separate from the city, county, state. It would have its own board and so on. But it would make its loans only beneficial to the state. And there is one, by the way, already in the United States, the Bank of North Dakota. And they've been a public bank actually for over 100 years now. And uh, their economy has thrived. Even in 2008, their state was the only state to have a surplus in their uh, annual statements. And uh, they, they're allowed only to make loans that serve the people of North Dakota. And so that money is kept right in the community. And so if we all had that uh, public banks, we could all um, increase the uh, well-being of the, all of our communities. So that's a, that was, I'm sorry, that was a simple version I was just giving you. That's Not very interesting, what you said about the Bank of North Dakota. Now, that sounds like the process is one that when the bank is owned by North Dakota in this situation, then all of the citizens of North Dakota benefit, correct? Correct, yes, because, well, for them, it, it, there's different types, but for them, it makes a difference that they can get farm loans, they can get business loans, they can get right. home loans. Well, it's their bank. And it's their, their bank supports that. Uh-huh. Um, now, if we were to have a public bank, the problem is that 
there are very, very few community banks anymore. And now, but Santa, Santa Barbara, has, I think, has three community banks out of 27, the whole county. North Dakota has uh, 80 out of 100 community banks. You know, it's a small state, small population. And they work through those banks. Uh, that wouldn't be possible for us right now if we had a public bank. But we could keep that money inside the uh, county and not put it in big banks that lend out to uh, other countries. And they, uh, they can buy derivatives, they have their own investments. And uh, our money, by the way, in the big banks does not belong to us. That's one fact I found out. When you make, when you make a deposit in the bank, what you're really doing is lending that money to the bank and the bank can do with it whatever it wants. Now it gives you on your records saying, well, we owe Barbara $25,000 from this account. Uh, and But you just have it listed as a deposit, but really it's a loan to the bank. And if banks go bankrupt, um, the people- We're not very safe, are we? We're not safe uh, at all, especially in these bigger and bigger uh, drops in the market that we've had just this past week. Today, is, it was went back positive again, but- Did it? Yeah, I hadn't heard that yet. Well, so what you, huh? It fluctuates. Yeah. Well, what you're saying, Frank, is that a public bank has many benefits, period. And it benefits- For the public. For the public. For the public, of course. And yeah. that's what we're looking for, is ways that we can be more in charge of our own money, more in charge of our own lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of this public banking that you're proposing. Um, if we were to go somewhere to find out more about this and how we could support you, what would we do? Well, if um, I, I belong to the Public Banking Institute, those oh, are they have a public banking institute, okay? And there are people uh, all around the country working on public banking now, and um, so you can get more more information from their public banking institute. And in California, we have a California Alliance uh, for Public Banking, and it's like many of the cities and counties in the state are working together to try to get their own public bank. Last year, we passed uh, a bill, AB 857, Assembly Bill 857, which uh, allows cities and counties to start their own banks. Wow. And it clears uh, some of the legalities, uh, clears the way for them to do it. They still have to apply uh, for a public bank. It has to pass FDIC rules. It has to go through the state uh, office that uh, checks on these things. So is your goal, this, you said you were going to meet with the head of the County Board of Supervisors. Is your goal to have him consider having us have a public bank in our community? Yes. It's a little bit more complicated though, because we're not quite big enough to do that. Oh, really? And, um, there's, but you can join with other counties. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Santa Cruz County is already pushing this and some of their supervisors are contacting other supervisors. Okay. So I want to make that connection between our County Board of Supervisors and uh, Santa Cruz to see maybe together we can get this bank. We could bring San Luis Obispo well, and we'd have this sort of tri or quad four county bank for ourselves. 
That would be lovely. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding that there's quite a few public benefits by having a public bank, and it keeps the rich people from controlling us and controlling our money. And I say rich people, not that they're bad. It's just that I don't have any say about what goes on when they have their money in different banks that I don't have any idea what's going on. And I like to have a little more control over my money and feel like it's serving a purpose beyond just being in a bank. Well, yeah. So one other thing I wanted to say about money is I've just found this out within the last say a couple of months through my belonging to the public banking Institute. Um, when a bank makes a loan, where does that money come from? It makes a loan. It comes from loan. depositors, I would guess. That's what most people would guess. Right. It's not true. So, you know, Jimmy Stewart fooled us all. I don't, you remember the movie, It's a Wonderful I, Life, and he was I, a banker there, and, you know, and he says, we take your money, and it goes into Mrs. Jones' house and Mr. Smith's store. That's not where the... the where the money comes from. That money just serves as, according to federal laws, you only need a little tiny portion of uh, deposits or capital to make loans. Well, then where does the rest of the money come from? Uh, banks actually create money out of nothing. They keyboard in, we're lending Barbara a million dollars to buy her new mansion. And once the keyboard, they keyboard it in, it goes on your account, and then you send it out to the, the house buyer who's buying the house, and it gets in circulation. That money is created by the bank. There's no money there. There is, no, there is some cash there, but you know, cash, uh, currency, and coins account for only uh, 3 to 5% of our monetary supply. And you say, well, what is the rest of the monetary supply? Correct. It is debt. It says Barbara now owns, owes the bank $1 million. Plus interest. Plus interest, right. Um, so, <coughs> so, excuse me. <coughs> At any rate, there's a lot we don't know about banks, but I think we're all in the dark. And I think what you're doing today, Frank, is giving us an opportunity to begin to understand the advantages of public banking, to begin to take a little more interest in public banking, and to make a little more distinction between all these banks which are making money on our money that they loaned us from not having any money to loan us, but they still loaned it to us to understanding that we can have a say about maybe doing something like the Bank of North Dakota, where they are very solid. Yeah, well, you know, people could go to the Public Banking Institute to learn more. Public Banking Institute, excellent. And um, so Ellen Brown has just wrote, written a book. She founded the Institute. It's called Banking on the People. Oh, I like it. And it's about public banking. But I want to tell, People, if you're really interested, there is a, a economist from England who his name is uh, Richard Werner. Richard Werner, and he's if you put him out on YouTube and put Richard Werner banking. How do you spell that Werner? W e r n e r. Okay. Okay. He's got a lot of videos about 
banking. And he explains all this in terms that you can understand. You might have to read or listen or watch once or twice or maybe even three times because I have to go back and I say, really, that's how it works? But he explains very clearly how the system really works. And I'd encourage people uh, to uh, go to that very illuminating, Richard Werner. Well, I'm going to give you a, a 30 seconds to tell me, well, how'd you get interested in this? That's what's always fascinates me. How did you get into this? Well, you know, I used to work on uh, world hunger issues and lobbying on those. And we had a speaker once who said, you know, if you see a baby floating down the stream, jump in and save the baby. And then another baby comes along. Well, you jump in, you save that baby. And another baby comes along. He says, pretty soon you have to start asking, who's throwing the babies in the stream? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that actually led me to looking at how money actually works and how it's the control of this medium of exchange that uh, lends to all the poverty in the world and to the hunger. And, uh, and so you were looking at the source of poverty and hunger, and you were looking at a possibility of way of averting that so everybody could be, as you said, with, when you work for, with results, that we could have the result of ending hunger on our planet. So you have always worked in areas that were untouched by many. Yes, yeah. I like to ask questions. You do. Yeah, you could have been a lawyer, but I'm glad you were on our Peace podcast today. You know, I'm Barbara Gon Mueller, and we're listening to Frank Sanitati. And there's a lot to this conversation. He's just given you the tip of the iceberg about public banking and about money and how money can be more effective in our communities and more available to all of us. And I hope you will go and listen to Richard Warner on um, YouTube and possibly to the, what would be the best site for more about this? Um, public Banking Institute. Public Banking Institute. Is it publicbankinginstitute.org? Um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, we'll not worry about that. Public Banking Institute. I wrote it down. I'll check it out before I put it up. And the other one. The Bank of North Dakota. I think that that Bank of North Dakota possibly has something that we could learn from them, too, because you said they're celebrating their 100th year. Is that what you said? Yeah, last year they did. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's nice articles about them as well. Uh -huh. And uh, Ellen Brown in her book, uh, Banking on the People, is also talks about uh, she talks about Bank of North Dakota as a model mm -hmm. for public banking now. That's really a, a kind of a, um, a teaser into public banking, what we're getting from you today. Yes, yes. A teaser, because you write these editorials for the Santa Barbara News Press, and I've seen them on many other publications, and I really appreciate your time and effort to make us all aware of public banking. So I'm going to thank Frank Sanitati for being on today. And if you had a dream for our planet, what would it be, Frank? Uh, <laughs> a world that works for everyone. That's what I, I'm with you on that. So thank you, Frank, for being on today. And um, I really appreciate your efforts to bring money into our daily conversation. It's not something we should avoid. It's something that we should find out more about. And I really appreciated you being on today. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate your having this uh, podcast and thank you. Work, the work you're doing.
Thank you. Um, each day I wake up and I think, well, now who am I going to interview today? What does the public need to hear about peace and happiness and good health? And I know we're going through a serious um, virus going on right now. And people, I have been studying about the mental attitude that we carry with us keeps us safe. And I think we all need information. Again, I'm Barbara Gondmuller. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Frank, for joining us today. And please tell your friends, um, listen to this maybe one or two times until you can have a conversation about what Frank talked about today. And be sure to join us. We have these 15-minute conversations. They're on peacepodcast.org. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify and Apple Sound. Thank you.